Live our truth, speak our truth. I'm Kitty Young Downer. Welcome to today's session. And it's two days early because next week I'm traveling and then tomorrow is Easter holiday. So that's why I brought it forward to Thursday today. And thank you for joining me. So today we're going to talk about understanding the truth behind our thoughts and words. And the topic, as always, is always inspired by what I experience day in, day out. And in the last three or four weeks, um, two people at different locations said the same thing to me and it actually made me think. Um, currently, I live in Singapore, but we're leaving Singapore shortly. Uh, where to yet is the next stop, we don't know yet, but we'll find out soon. Um, so two people at different occasions, they both said, um, one is made redundant by the company, the other one has been looking for a job for quite some time. So they were talking about going for job interviews. And funny enough, they both said to me, well, you know, I have to go for whatever job interview is available because I don't have a job, I don't have a choice, I have to take what's available. And immediately it made me think how often we feel that we have no choice, we feel that we're trapped because we lose our job um, and now we're not in a position to choose. But when we are employed, we feel that we're in the position to choose better. But really, if we don't have a job, does it actually put us into a less advantaged position uh, to choose something that we really want? And I think we need to s take a step back and think about it because when we are not employed, yes, it matters because we have to think about the bills that we have to, play, uh, to pay. But does it really mean that we don't have a choice to choose anything and we'll take on whatever that comes our way? It may be so from a financial perspective and also looking at, if you're looking at the, I don't know, probability, you know, the more interviews I go, maybe the chances of getting something, you know, will be higher, yes, but it doesn't mean that we don't have a choice. We still have a choice. And for me, when both of them said the same thing at different time, it really made me think how often we put ourselves into this trapped position to make us feel lack of, to make us feel um, powerless in where we are, but it is far from the truth. So even when we are unemployed, and we need to go for whatever interviews that, that come our way, it's true. But we need to change our mindset and think that, well, okay, I may not be employed right now and I need to do as many interviews as I can, but I don't have to do it if I don't want to. I do have a choice and I choose to go to this interview because I want to see what may lead me to, rather than thinking that I don't have a choice, I have to go. When we go into an interview or any interview, whether it's job or whatever, we go in with the mindset and attitude that, well, I don't have a choice. Immediately, it affects the way that we think and therefore the way that we respond, if not react. And the decision that we make will not be really truly what we want because we feel we have no choice and we will make hasty and desperate decision which makes no sense and it may not align with what we truly desire in life. Whereas when we change our mindset and come from a different perspective and we think about, okay, I don't have a job and here is the interview that I'm not too sure if I want it, but let's go and see what it may take us to anyway. It may open a different door and it may be a complete waste of time, but we don't know. But we go into that interview knowing that we have as much power as we would 
and explore what, what may come our way. And with that mindset and attitude, it will lead us into a different process of thinking about what we will do and therefore how we choose to respond, if not react, to what we will do coming from that interview. It might be good, it might not be, be so good. But the mindset of going in there is very important. And also when we go into an interview or even whatever situation it may be, when we feel that we don't have a choice, we're coming from fear. We're coming from the lack of something in our life. But is it our truth? Do we feel that our life is truly lack of something? Do we really feel that we have so much fear in our life? That is not the truth. Because that moment of fear that we sense is temporary. It's only because of that moment we don't have that job and we feel insecure. But it doesn't mean that we always feel insecure for our life. But of course, you know, there might be some people who always feel insecure about certain things or in their life, but that's a different topic. But if really it's just because of being unemployed or not having a job in that, partic in that particular moment, it doesn't mean fear is part of our truth. It just happens that in that moment, we feel fear, but fear is never part of our truth. It doesn't make us wholesome, it doesn't make us who we are. We may be scared, but truth is never part of our fear. So it's entirely up to us how we dissect and how we analyze our mindset and so that we put ourselves in a better position, whether you go for a job interview or whether we actually choose how we want to live our life. And no matter what happens, we can't always change the physical situation that we are at, you know. And the fact that this gentleman, when I spoke to him, he got um, loads of people in his companies uh, got laid off. And that's the fact. We can't change that. But we can change the way that we approach the fact. And that's going to put us either in a very good position or not so good position as far as our mindset is concerned. And there's another uh, gentleman, uh, funny that I see the, the contrast between the two. So two gentlemen said the same thing about they don't have a choice but because they're not working. So whatever interviews that they could find, they will have to go for it. And at the same week, I met someone else who is employed and who is on a really good full expat packages meaning you know his housing is paid for his kids education is paid for you know everything is paid for um so these sort of packages are not so available um often now uh, when we look back in the 80s in asia you know there are loads of expats they were on full expat packages but not so much now so we were just having a chat and then suddenly he said to me Oh, I'm so tired with uh, all the traveling because this gentleman does travel a lot. He travels almost like every other week and often he has to go quite far as well. So the jet lag and the traveling time, it, I can understand it, it can be tiring. So I said, oh, okay. I said, so how come you're not traveling this week then? He said, oh, I've taken three weeks off from traveling, not from work. He's just taking a three weeks break from traveling for work, but he's stationed here in Singapore um, during this three weeks. I said, oh, that's fantastic. And then he made a comment, he said, you know, it's all very good that, you know, it's all fully paid for, but it's just a matter of time when it, 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 it's no longer joy, it turned into cause. When he said that, 
it also made me think that, well, isn't it interesting that when we're not employed, we have financial concern and we feel that we don't have a choice. And when this gentleman is being paid um, a really good sum for what he does, and he also feel trapped because it's like, well, what do I do? You know, it may be joy, but eventually it turned to cause of all this traveling is just too much, too tiring. And, um, and I say to him, I said, well, you don't have to stay at this job if it's too much. Then the answer was, well, what can I do? You know, everything's paid for and it's hard to find another one. So for him, the choices of leaving where he is and to find something, you know, similar to what he, he is getting um, are hard. But again, I thought about, well, isn't it interesting that we constantly put ourselves in this trapped position by believing and by thinking that we don't have a choice, it is what it is. So for this gentleman, yes, there may be less packages available, but he still have he still has the choice of doing something different. You know, he might have to get a lesser pay, but that means he get a better life. Um, so the choices are always there, but it's a matter of whether we're willing to step up and really confront our own thoughts and words. He has choices. In fact, he has plenty of choices. But when we have to make choices, that means we also have to make adjustment in lives. You can't just always say, oh, I want to keep this, but I don't want that. Every situation is different. We can have everything, but probably not everything at the same time. So if we are not willing to do the give and take, to do the minus and plus, then yes, we are setting ourselves up, telling ourselves that we don't have choices. But in reality, that is not the truth. So when I actually looked at these two cases, literally happened within the, um, a two week period, with people being unemployed, with people being employed with good sum of money, both people or three people, all of them, they all come from the trapped position and they all feel that they don't have choices. But that is not the truth. We have choices. It's just a matter of how we choose to approach, approach these choices so that we can make our life easier. A lot of it comes from mindset and that is why when I put up this topic um, for me it's so interesting to see it's you know no matter where we are we constantly find something that we can talk about and to put us into a position that we feel we have no choice we're trapped but have we actually thought about that we are actually using our words we're actually using um, our action to justify what we want to do so that we feel better, so that we feel whatever that we're doing is the right thing. But that may mean that we're giving ourselves the excuse not to confront what we really have to face. So for this gentleman, hi Tommy, thanks for joining me. So for this gentleman um, with a full package, he has choices. But if he's not willing to really confront the fact that if he wants to switch from this job, which he enjoys, but the traveling is so much that he doesn't enjoy the life anymore, then he needs to understand that he will need to make adjustment in other places. Say taking a job with less pay or you know less benefit, but that will mean less traveling for him in his life. So he has choices.
So it's important for us to understand where we come from and don't use our words to help us justify things that we don't want to confront. And I'll give you another example um, to illustrate this. Um, there's a gentleman um, who came to me and this is not about job now, this is about relationship, how we use our relationships um, to make us feel better when it's not working. So uh, he has been married for quite some time and things are not working well with his partner. So when we started talking and he said to me, you know, she's not doing what I expect her to do. Uh, you know, she, he gave me a list of what she isn't doing. So I said to him, I said, okay, have you spoken to her about it? And he said, yeah, I said, and then what is it? Well, she doesn't really understand where I'm coming from. And I said, okay, so I said, how do you feel about it? And he said, it saddens me. It makes him really sad. And this phrase, it saddens me, keeps coming up during our conversation. So I said to him, I said, do you feel that you don't have a choice? And he said, well, I'm stuck. I'm stuck with it for the rest of my life. But is it true that he is stuck? We all know it isn't. Obviously, we're not suggesting a divorce or anything, but the, but the fact that I said to him, I said, if you feel stuck, if what you said to him isn't getting into her, obviously she's not receptive to, to what he would like her to hear. And I said, well, how about you? What changes can you do? If it saddens you, what have you done about it? And he has no answer. So, when that happens, I know for the fact that he knows something isn't right in his life and he feels that he's stuck because he has no choice. But when I ask him, what have you done about it? When there's no answer, so basically he has given up his power, the control of his life to the situation. But clearly, obviously as an outsider, we see it a lot clearer and that's why I always encourage people to work with a coach or a mentor to help you see things through. We feel stuck in the relationship, but from our perspective, he's not. He can easily go either continue to talk to um, his partner or they can go counseling or even for him to look for something else to fulfill his life. If not coming from the partner, it has to come from something else, whether it's taking up a hobby or finding things that bring joy in his life if you know, he doesn't want to go separate way from, from um, his partner. So the choice is always there. But again, for this gentleman, when I say, you know, what have you done about it? Other than saying that, well, I have spoken to her, but she's not willing to listen, then it doesn't mean you're stuck. It, it only means if she's not receptive to what's going on, but it doesn't mean that he's stuck. He's stuck because he's not willing to take the next step of action, to step up, to do whatever it may take to make his life joyful. But it is always very easy for us to sit back and say, well, she's not doing it or this is not working. So we blame on the situation. We say we've done our best, the situation is this, and therefore I have no choice. But it is not true, we always have a choice. And I find that most of the times when we say we don't have a choice, it's because there are some deeper issues that we're not so willing to confront. And for this gentleman, it's really about what is it that he wants from the relationship, not necessarily from his partner or um, the relationship with, uh, from his partner, but more so is how he wants it with himself. 
what does he really enjoy doing in life? If it doesn't come from someone, it has to come from you. But more precisely, all the joy and happiness has to come from ourselves first. Our partners, whoever that might be, you know, it's just icing on the cake. If we're not happy with our own life or what we do, how we live and being who we are, no one will come into our life to make our life happy. Our own happiness is our own responsibility. We cannot blame someone if we're not happy because when we do that, we're giving our power away again to the external environment. But that doesn't work. That is not the truth. People can be happy, we can be happy, but the most important thing is you need to understand what makes you happy and you have to do what it takes to make yourself happy no matter what before anybody can come into your life. And to continue on with that conversation, um, funny enough, it's another relationship example to talk about you know, understanding the truth behind our thoughts and words and action. I met another gentleman and sadly he um, separated with um, his wife. So we were talking about it and he travels a lot as well for his work and in the end it didn't work out and um, his wife chose to, to leave and obviously he was very sad about it. And when he talked about it and he said, well, I've given her everything. I've given her a driver, I've given her a helper, I've given her credit cards and she can come and travel with me whenever she wants to. Um, but she never really come with me. And I said, okay. And then I said, well, if you travel so much, do you actually have time to be with each other? And he said, no, but she knows it. She knows this is my job. Then from a woman's perspective, but even if not a woman, just from a friend's perspective, my way of seeing it, the truth is all she wants is probably the time that he doesn't have, not the credit card, not the, um, the house, not the driver, uh, not anything materialistically that he can give, but rather it's the time that she needs from him. But of course, you know, it, it was hard to put it out there, but I did say to him, I said, you know, have you thought about that? What she wanted was your time. But when he said to me that, well, I don't have the time. She knows that I travel all the time. Then again, for me, I see the truth behind his words in action, because you can't just expect someone to be there and you give whatever that you feel you can, rather than you give whatever the other person actually requires. It's two different things. And I think there was one session previously I talked about it, how we exchange love and support in a, in a connection. It doesn't have to be a husband and wife or husband, husband, wife or wife, whatever relationships that we have. Often we express our love and express, you know, our concern to another person in the way that we feel we could. But a lot of the time we don't actually think about how does the other person um, like to be loved? So we think like with my daughter, I feel like, oh, maybe baking together will be fantastic. But maybe f from her perspective, baking is not good enough. It, what she really wants from me is a physical hug and a physical kiss on the cheek. So when we don't actually match the expectation, when we don't clarify what we really want from our life, especially in a relationship, 
then nothing is, is going to work even when we have the best intention ever. So for me, when I look at these two gentlemen, you know, the way that they talk about relationship, I understand the, the challenges that they have. But again, the truth is, you know, have they really done anything about it? You know, or are they actually using the words, their thoughts to justify the action and the action that didn't lead to the results that they wanted? So here there's no right or wrong, but I just find it interesting about sometimes how we talk about our life and how often unconsciously and unknowingly uh, we actually say things that kind of help us feel better about the action that we have or even haven't taken. And more importantly, at times we actually will say things or make ourselves believe that you know what we are doing is right and therefore the way of life the way that we're living as much as it may not be how we want it we find a way to justify well there's nothing I can do because there's there's no choice but that is not true there's always a choice but when we want to choose we have to know that you know we have to confront our own thoughts and beliefs and whether we are willing and if we're willing how willing are we to take the next step to get rid of whatever that doesn't serve us, to move forward to what serves us in life. I hope today's session is of use to you. And as always, um, if there are any comments, feel free to drop me a line. And if there are any topics that you would like me to explore, um, also please feel free to drop me a note. Thank you.